And we are live! Welcome, uh, everyone to Where There Is A Will. We're back with Sean from Studio Mutiny. Unfortunately, we don't have Natasha today, but, um, if you guys have heard that episode, you'll know who he is. If not, do you want to give yourself a quick introduction, Sean? Mm, yeah, I am. I'm Sean. I, I'm the VFX and technical artist for Studio Mutiny. Uh, we just released the game, and I'm here to talk about it. Exactly. Uh, that game is Psy, and I was, uh, I've was i just been talking to Cass, actually, and it's quite funny. I was saying, I've unintentionally made a dev diary of uh, of the the production of Psy, because I've talked to you, like, you and Cass on and off for yeah, like, yeah, you, seven you or eight months. <laughs> for sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's out now. I love to, like... I love to listen to what I thought about the project before and after. Well, they're all on the website. You can go, uh, it's on Spotify, it's on, um, I don't know where else it is actually. It's, I've, I've used this brilliant uh, hosting service called Anchor and it just does it all for you. It's, uh, it's amazing and it's free. Um, all right, everyone, make sure to tune into Where There Is A Will on, uh, where, where can you? Spotify. Um, on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think and maybe in the future somewhere else. <laughs> it's on five platforms. I just don't know which ones. I'm not very good at <laughs> managing my public space uh, knowing where I am. But I've got some listens. I think I've got a culmination of about 30 listens so overall, uh, which is not nice. terrible. Um, it's going quite well, to be honest. But that's not really why we're here to talk about my podcast and how it's going. Um, we're here to talk about Psy and the release of the game. It's been doing... Uh, well, I mean, I'll ask you how you think it's been doing, but from my perspective, it's doing exceptionally well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really not what I expected at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was thinking, okay, we'll raise a few few bucks for charity and stuff. Really didn't care about the income that we get from it personally, which is why we put the eighty percent, um, eighty percent thing on it the 80 percent label so we yeah, didn't so just so charity. people are, are clear that you guys have given 80 percent of the profit from the game yeah well no we haven't given it yet right so okay you're collecting that plan is the plan is to donate at the end of the month mm-hmm. so whatever we get within the month 80 percent is going towards that if we get a huge chunk after that we'll see what we have to do with that but for now it, it seems to probably I mean, it's a it's a short life project. You release it once. There's gonna be a few waves mm-hmm. of customers or consumers who buy it, and then it's gonna be gone. But we're fine with that. What's the whole hockey stick of game development, right? You release your game, you get yeah. a big spike at the start, and then it gradually peters out into a uh, a slow burn of uh, maybe some sales with little spikes when you get sales on it and stuff, right? So exactly. But I mean, I think uh, I think to be honest, it's an excellent it's excellent value. Uh, I picked it up first day because I was like, got to support my my my, my, yeah. team, <laughs> my, my, my guys, my, my guys and girls in uh, Studio Mutiny. But um, but yeah, it's it, I mean, it's it's very good value. Like five pound for an hour's gameplay, and I I haven't actually gone through and collected all of the little flowers yet. Um, yeah, technic- technically, it's one pound, right? What's that? Well, the the game is a pound. Four pounds goes to charity. Oh right, yeah, great point. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually just a charitable donation with a with a game for one pound at the end of it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can think about it that way. Like, you can look at it that way, or look at it whatever way. But um, so, yeah, it's not it's not as much about the game, I think, as it is about us actually trying to do something. Mm. Which is interesting, because you know, you guys put your heart and soul into the game. Um, yeah. <laughs> And uh, for it to, you know, for the developers to be like, we're about the charity. It's like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, um, so do you know what charity you're going to be donating to? Um, we haven't set on one yet, but we're uh, looking to donate half to a global charity, which mm-hmm. supports um, certain aspects of deforestation or certain aspects of uh, conversation, uh, conservation in all over the world. Mm-hmm. And then we also want to donate half locally. So somewhere around Cornwall, maybe a charity, um, which we'll use to actually plant trees, not just donate 
So we want to use half of it to plant trees and half of it to donate to a charity. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, you guys could do uh, a little, a little. Uh, if you could, it would be cool if you guys could go and help plant trees for a day or something and get a bunch of photos for the Facebook. That would be sick. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of trees to plant, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. I mean, like, I don't know what the carbon offset is, but like how much, how many trees were destroyed to make the game? Is an interesting question, right? Like... That's, that's, that's a good question. That's a good... <laughs> Probably only like a handful. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in return, hopefully we'll plant 500 trees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Net net gain. Net gain on the tree front, yeah. I'm hoping. Well, yeah, okay. for sure. Uh, I don't want to delve too deep, but how how are how are like sort of uh, sales going? I don't I don't you don't need to give exact figures or anything, but like you know, is it is it doing? Oh uh, yeah, I mean yeah, of course. No, no. I mean either way, either way. If once we donate it, you'll know exactly how much we made because you can just calculate it yourself, mm -hmm. right? So um, so far we've made more than thousand pounds for charity. Wow, that is f superb, man. That's it's, it is crazy. It is insane. Considering um, it's been out for what a week? A week. Jeez, man, that's fucking incredible. And it's still, still, still doing well in sales, or is it? Stopping? It's, it's dropping now. It's slowing down. It's slowing down quite significantly. We had a huge spike, um, on Wednesday and Thursday. Was that when you got that article written about it? Uh, yeah. So we got an article written about us. Our game, um went up on the featured page on the front page of HIO, right? As the top game, like number one featured. Mm -hmm. uh, that got us a lot of a lot of people. Um, there's a bunch of people or no, there's one or two people who've already made playthroughs of it, which is really cool. It's really nice to see people react. Yeah. There's some people who've streamed it. So there's a, a bunch of uh, places that or a bunch of people that are actually getting involved with the game which is really cool that's what you want isn't it really it's it's something that i'd never imagined like i was thinking about maybe i don't know selling like 50 copies or something and then donating that to charities and, and we're already at well like over but yeah pounds is what that's over it's gotten to an extreme point where 200 copies sold we can donate a lot and we're really happy with that that's crazy man that's so cool that's so cool Hello. I'm so I'm so happy for you guys honestly it's such a it's such a beautiful thing you guys have been doing it's such a inspirational methodology for creating games right like you know most of the time it's well. about KPIs and profits and who's going to make money and will the investors get their cash back and you guys have just you've taken the grant and you've and you've used it to better the world it's 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 I'm I'm I must say I'm I'm very impressed with you lot you've uh, you've 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 done it. It's fucking amazing. What's he doing? He's typing messages to me. Is he is he disconnected? What's going on? Have we lost Sean? Have I lost you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh no, I know what happened. I was just, I was just talking. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I muted my mic because I was worried I was getting like feedback through it, and then I realised my mic is what I'm connecting to Discord through. I'm recording okay. on my Yeti, but. My mic is going through the Discord. Lol. So yeah, so I've just I've just basically sung your praises and called you guys awesome and amazing, and then you went Will in like a way that was like Will, you're too kind, and I, so I thought you were responding to me. <laughs> oh, well. I was like Will, hello. <laughs> no, I was just I was just gushing. I was just saying you guys are very like inspirational yeah. and cool. You've taken this grant and you've you've really uh, you know you've 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 used all of the the tools available to you to produce a game that's not about the normal things that games are about, which is obviously like KPIs and, and progress reports and how many sales yeah. you get and what's like retention on player base. And I guess it must be nice to not have, well, it's not that you don't have to think about that or you shouldn't think about that, but you're not, that wasn't your driving impetus, right? That wasn't your sole focus. So it's, you can, yeah. your goal is not to just make a bunch of money. And so you've, I mean, you know, would you say you've achieved your goal already? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, like the, the best case scenario is obviously everything works out. We can have we have funds to maybe make a new project or something, you know, start a company or something. But we already knew what the project size that it was. It wasn't going to happen. Um, we didn't have the time to do it. Well, uh, we didn't have the passion for it either. I don't think we, the six of us, want to start our own business. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So, yeah, we're fine with the way it's turned out. I mean, it's it's the first project that we've released. It's probably going to be the last as a as as Studio Mutiny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a great. It's been a really great run. Like it's been two years of working on this project. Um, one year on this version of this project, and yeah, it's been really really fun. I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, what's the uh, what's what's the plan for Sean next? I know you can't really talk for the rest of your team, but like, what, what yeah, where, where does Sean go next? What's the what's the plan? And I suppose Natasha as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm dreaming big. I want to maybe apply to Gorilla. Do it, man. Gorilla's nice. Uh, probably my first choice as well, just because of the types of games they make, mm-hmm. plus their location. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge what, fan what, of that. What did Gorilla make again? Gorilla makes Horizon Zero Dawn. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very cool game. Lots of and um, other than that, yeah, just a bunch of industry jobs that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. I I really want to get into the industry just because I want to learn more stuff. Yeah, for sure. That's sort of my impetus. Is like I can learn I mean, all this stuff on my own, but being around the technical wizards of like senior VFX artists is clearly going to be super uh impactful on on my growth and anyone's growth really exactly so i can't wait for that um i'm currently just working on my portfolio so work on a portfolio apply to jobs see what happens i mean i think you know with a game that's doing as well as this one's doing i think you'll probably probably find that you'll i imagine you'll probably be all right I hope so. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I should tell you this because then if you apply for it, you've got a way better portfolio than me. But like, Super <laughs> Digital and uh, Creative Assembly are both hiring VFX artists. Yeah, I mean, so Sumo Digital. I don't know if you know Dean Ashford. No, I don't think so. So Dean Dean Ashford's like a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. He does some Unreal Engine tutorials, very beginner VFX and. Uh, I might have accidentally seen some of his videos there. And technical art stuff. You you will have most likely seen some of his videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, funny enough, I, I sent our game over so that he can review it. And he's talking to me about Sumo Digital. <laughs> I mean, go for it. But they are literally, like, from what I understand, because I listened to their podcast um, about it, and they are hiring VFX artists of all levels. So Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They really are. I mean, obviously, uh, I'd really love to, (laughs) you know, I'd I'd really love to jump straight into like a senior role or something, but I feel like my skills can back it up, but the experience can't. Mm. I don't know, man. I think you're doing, you know, you've done a lot of the things that, you know, a a standard graduate just doesn't have on their portfolio, right? Like you've worked in a team, you've launched a game, you've applied for funding, you understand like deadlines and setting your own briefs and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know, man, I think... The experience you've gained is is probably like I, not that I can speak to being in industry, but it just running your own studio has given you like a, a multiplier effect on the experience you've actually gained from that year of solo development. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely given me confidence in like anything that comes my way, I can just tackle it, and it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. So that's really really nice. Having that confidence, I think, especially now that the game. You know, the response for the game and everyone's saying all oh, the effects look so cool. They love that. You can grow plants in the game. Genuinely, uh, man. The regrowth. Was... Like, it's awesome to see that response. That final tree. It's cool to see that people think that that lives up to some of the other VFX in, like, bigger games. Yeah, man. I was I, I was really stunned by some of the, uh, like, the specifically, I, I, don't, I won't spoil it, but the tree bit. That one is fucking so effective um that effect that you've done there um i think you know the bit i mean yeah yeah i know exactly what bit you mean yeah yeah, yeah it's actually a very simple bit i didn't uh have a lot of time to polish that up mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm glad you like it oh man i was i was i was and then and then like the, the bow and arrow like i mean i've been i've played the game in every version of it and uh and it's quite funny, I think, like, the, the arc of the effects, you know, because, like, the earliest version that I played, which was, like, a playtest, um, probably towards the end of your third year, 
the arrows and the VFX and the jumps and stuff were way more like wild and crazy and colorful and yeah. extreme. And I think like the way that, and then I think you went through a sort of phase, uh, even when you were at EGX, where the, the effects were kind of like really muted down, um, maybe a little, little more than they needed to be, but it was obviously, you know, you're trying to have a more tempered approach. And then yeah, I yeah. Think the final balance you found with the, like the, the leaves popping off and the, uh, and the, the the bow like glinting and and oh man it's just it yeah it's so it's so refined at this point that it's, it's super satisfying to play as well like i really yeah really it, love, it, it, uh, it is kind of, it's kind of cool to see what happens when you're working on the same kind of system for time mm -hmm. so yeah this the system evolved so much you know from blue arrows just being glowy and sparkly are you having everything bumping your mic or something no no okay no worries is that what it sounds like do i need to move we're just getting like a little bit of a knocking noise okay is that better that's much better yeah okay yeah so um yeah i mean as a new vfx artist obviously to make stuff look good it's easy to just bump everything to 100 emissive mm -hmm. and that's what I did, and I wanted something, you know, more. I wanted something that's not just generic, sparkly stuff. I mean, I don't think it was generic. generic in the first instance, but I do agree that the the subtlety, or at least I think that the subtlety of the later effects is is more professional. Yeah, you know I mean, it's it's. Uh... I had to think a lot about how to integrate these effects that are supposed to be, you know, this druid who. Um, something that's not explained in the game is where she gets those powers from. So we have to somehow make it not believable, but it has to somehow make sense. It has to be grounded. It has to feel, it has to feel natural. Yeah. Um, so how do we connect the player to those effects, right? And I thought that using using leaves and using nature, stuff like that, would really help. And having that green color everywhere would really, really help. Mm -hmm. And it did, it really did. Like just having generic wind trails plus, you know, some some leaves popping out and, and plants growing, that really sold it, I think. Yeah, for sure. And then we had that beautiful contrast between the, the green of the player character and the red of the, the enemies that are trying yeah. to, to destroy everything. It was uh and I think that the the whole environment really let your effects pop, right? Because, like, uh, yeah. was it Cass who did all the environment modeling? Uh, she did. She made the trees. We used a bunch of Megascan stuff. And so she made all the props. So, like, the, the bridge, mm -hmm. rocks, trees, a bunch of foliage. Um, so, yeah, basically yeah. prop modeling and stuff like that. Yeah, because I thought the environment really like acted to highlight your your effects and make them really like clear and stand out, and there was no like competition. Uh, yeah, we were keeping it very simple, just because we're working with one three D artist, right? Yeah, uh, that's it's really not a lot at all. No, no. Especially if you want to polish one asset, you know, it takes it takes way too long. So we had to re be really we had to be really smart about how we use. Um, cast as an artist for the mm -hmm. project and what i could contribute to it um in terms of you know shaders yeah lighting and uh foliage interaction what whatnot mm -hmm. so yeah we we just kept it really plain uh we made sure that we just had you know a very colorless i guess palette for the background you have rocks you have a ground you have some grass and that just highlights, you know, just makes makes everything a lot easier to understand. So you have the enemies that are very obvious with their red lights around. And um, dark black bodies. Yeah. And then you have, you know, all those objective markers, which are basically like little lights that, mm -hmm. that glare at you. So a lot of that. And all that combines with the lighting, you know, so how you go from dark to lighter progressively it becomes lighter and lighter yeah it's uh it's very tactical and uh and i appreciated it i thought um it's it's, it's funny because i'm only really cognating this now that i'm talking about it with you but it's it it was very clearly an intentional design decision to go down 
this much more um, naturalistic and, and muted almost color palette for the environment so that, yeah, again, the, the objective markers and your, your direction of play. And I found that, um, like, the did you have a level designer? Yeah, we had, so, yeah, we have a level designer. Because mm -hmm. uh, I could tell. Like, it he was... does, like, he works on level design a little bit, or it's not the main thing that he does, just because, you know, we're a small team, everyone has to wait. Um, level design, I don't think you can work on for two years straight. Unless you're making. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe someone. Maybe maybe some, maybe I'm, maybe some designers out there are like this motherfucker doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but uh, in my experience with the designers that I've worked, they've had a hard time filling their time with stuff. So um, Hutch wanted to do some cinematic work. Mm -hmm. he did some cinematic. Um, he started learning how to use blueprints so he could do, you know, certain events that happen like the the teaser boss dropping down mm -hmm. stuff like that so so were you yeah, supposed to at that point were you supposed to run from the teaser boss i mean no you get shot okay you're supposed to just get one glimpse because yeah. i was uh yeah. i was very yep. proud of my my deathless run until i got yeah. one banged by this monster creature Sorry. uh but <laughs> Never I mean, thought about that. I, I guess that, that must be like if it because it's. I know I get that that part is not uh, two hundred percent clear. Like you get kind of what happens, uh, but it's not like you know exactly what our intentions are behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, you can actually just survive all for a really long time yeah. against the boss without dying, but you you don't actually deal any damage to him. Uh, okay okay we we actually had health on him but a lot like a lot yeah you know like devil may cry five like first boss you can actually beat him kind of yeah or monster hunter 2 um i don't know if you've played monster yeah hunter. probably like a lot of uh there's, capcom yeah there's a there's a thing and also like sekiro shadows die twice although i think the way that sekiro shadows die twice dealt with if you beat the first guy was absolutely bullshit i don't know if you've heard about this they uh so in sekiro shadows die twice you lose your arm at the start um to a to a baddie who's really really tough but if you if you beat him then his brother shows up and chops your arm off and then does the cutscene. I think you should have just won. I think the game should have just ended there if you beat the final boss in the first battle. Because if you really yeah, want to play the game, like, you're like going to do it again. Or... You're going to just lose and let the, the boss happen. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're not, It's not going to stop you from enjoying the game if you beat it in the first five minutes. I think, like, maybe a skin would have been cool. Yeah? How do you mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what the arm chopping does. Is that important to the story? Yeah, yeah, it's in it's integral uh, because one of your arms is like a an axe arm or like a sword arm or something. Yeah, yeah. So you you like you you make that a skin, right? So instead of a sword arm or whatever, you give him his real arm with like some tech or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like some sort of old school Da Vinci invention or something. Or just end know. the game. Just, 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 just. Oh, yeah. yeah or, or the last boss uh, of the game in the in the first cutscene. Anyway, we, we don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> we just went on. We just went on uh, a Sekiro like tangent. Oh, it's cool, man. Okay. This game, this, so. this this podcast is all about the tangents, bro. Um, the, and then and then equally in the um in Monster Hunter, my housemate because I played Monster Hunter too, the start of it, and uh, there's a there's like a I mean, I don't know if you know Monster Hunter, but there's essentially like a tier three dragon that you get put up against with no gear and a shitty sword, and you're yeah. and you're expected to lose. You're supposed to lose, but my friend didn't know that when he was like twelve or whatever, so he just like went full like fully into it, smashed it, beat the boss, and then um, then the cutscene happened where you are found face down in the snow. And it's like, but I won. <laughs> Like, I'm not supposed to be on the ground. I should be stood on my feet with a big, like, reef around my head. But how, how... Also, they didn't give the player anything? Like, they didn't do it, change uh, anything for when you beat it? Doesn't, you know, no. No, you still get the same kind of That's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they just put it in and didn't expect anyone to beat it. Do you know what I mean? They're like, no one's going to be able to beat this. We'll just not bother with it. We'll just have it go to the next scene. 
but yeah, I mean, that was a long time. Wait, Monster Hunter Two was a long time ago. No, it was on the PSP, man. So, oh shit. So it's quite yeah. a while ago. I mean, games felt a lot different back then. They did. They it felt a lot more personal for sure. Uh, and I think there was a lot more experimentation. I think. Oh yeah. In the AAA space, at least, uh, it's too it's too expensive now to do proper experimentation on a on a like global project or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they're all global projects, but like, it's too expensive to make a AAA game and be like, oh, we're gonna take a bunch of design risks on it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that what that's what happens to a lot of games, and then they turn out bad. Just generic. Or sometimes actually bad. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of shit games out there. Yeah. There's also... I mean, there's a lot of shit everything, right? Anything that people make is subject to be critiqued. Um, but I think in a lot of ways, you'd rather you'd rather have a... Like, you know, people think your game is shit, and also people think that your game is amazing, rather than apathy, right? Which is what I think, unfortunately, a lot of... Um, a lot of the generic games fall into is you know it's oh it's another installment of assassin's creed that they're going to make money on and uh you know it's sort of you have to wait for the reviews to see if this one's got anything going on that's worth seeing that's different to the last game right yeah well yeah i mean gosh those like assassin's creed i don't know what happened <laughs> It lost his magic completely. Yeah, I don't know. Now they're doing the Viking one. It's like, is this even a yeah. Assassin's Creed I mean, anymore? I mean, that cinematic trailer was one of the best trailers I've ever watched. Yeah. Right, like amazing the the impact, like when he hits when he first time when he goes flying. Yeah. And when he hits the art chain armor and some of the flakes come off, like mm-hmm. the chainmail, some of the flakes come off, and some of them just move about. That was amazing. It is stunning. But the games, though. Yeah. Mm. I miss I miss Assassin's Creed 2. That was a, a cracking good game. Great game. And then they made, like, climbing buildings really piss easy. And, uh... Speaking of, though, Doom, on the other hand, stepping it up. True. Doom Eternals. I picked that up right after we released the game. Mm-hmm. And you've been so, playing the first new game I've played in a long, long time. Yeah. Um... Holy shit. What's up? It's so good. Yeah. Like, every weapon has has a place, and the design is amazing. Mm-hmm. Music's great. There's a bit of audio bugs, but... We're getting I really a, a little bit of mic, mic bumping from, from your end again. Okay. I'm not sure if maybe um, you're, like, touching a cable for something, or... Because that will do it. Oh, this? There's no bumping happening now. Then it's... I don't know what it is. It might just Weird. be... The microphone. I'm gonna mute this. Alright. Technical difficulties, everyone. I will continue to speak with my face hole and fill the silence. Um, Sean's been playing Doom. I haven't. I've been playing Scrap Mechanic. It's, uh, it's an interesting little novel game on Steam. Basically, Banjo and Kazooie with Minecraft survival elements. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hopefully, we get Sean back in real soon. How's um? How's Scrap Mechanic? It's fucking banging, man. I've been obsessed with it the past few days. I remember playing it in its alpha probably four years ago or some shit. Yeah, it's still in um, early access, uh, but they just released survival mode. Yeah, I heard. I heard that sounds really cool. Do you have it? No, no. I, I just remember playing it. I remember I remember it was cool, but after I built you. something, I was like, what's the point? Yeah. Because you couldn't do anything in that game except for build a house yeah. and, like, wire stuff up a little bit. Yeah, make, like, so. But, like, and... the, the system, the way stuff worked was really cool. Mm-hmm. So knowing now that it's a survival game, that, that makes me pretty happy, I guess. Oh, it's fun as shit, man. Maybe, my, maybe. Uh getting it yeah but... well if you do let me know because me and my friend have made a realm uh, a little world and uh we there's just the two of us and then it's really annoying though because two other people bought the game and then i guess it just didn't agree with their 
processor or a graphics card or something because it just crashed like they couldn't get it to run um, mm. early access eh but uh but yeah if you do pick it up let us know because uh we'll, we'll make a new world and we can uh, we can we can make a little adventure together um it's super fun like it's uh it's just really i don't know like minecraft really fun love minecraft as a game but it did feel very much like okay i've got my diamond pickaxe i've got my diamond sword unless i want to get to the point where i understand redstone and can be asked to mine all the shit i need it's like i'm kind of done here with my silly little base i know some people go mad for like the whole creative side but with the scrap mechanic, I mean, now you have now you have a story mode and stuff right yeah but I, I do know what you mean minecraft is it's good their updates so far like even their latest now they're never updated they're great updates Mm-hmm. Minecraft has a lot of cool stuff coming out, but personally, obviously, I mean, you might have also picked up Minecraft in its alpha or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I play that game on and off, so like it's still a, a success, I would say. But yeah, I, I can't, sure. I can't play it longer than a week, or I'll, I'll play it with my friends probably once a year. Yeah, we'll go on for a week. Urge. I'm always the guy building the base, and then they're going mining and finding diamonds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once we kind of have a good system going, we just stop playing. <laughs> yeah, well, then it's just like, well, this is just rogue, right? Like, we've done this a thousand times before. It was fun for us all to jump yeah. in and play together, but... Uh, yeah, it's like, it was satisfying to get the system running. Mm-hmm. You know, like bread farm food farm like food not a problem anymore gears not a problem anymore we have an uh, you know exp farms enchantments and shit yeah I now think it's time like... to now, now it's time to like actually play the game <laughs> or explore and we just don't yeah i think that's the kind of the problem with a lot of um survival based games right is you do i got this really really fun one called stranded deep um and it was like you get dropped onto like a bunch of different islands and then you have to go and build your little base and you can make boats to get from island to island um it was fun as shit but it it suffered from that problem where it's like okay i've made my little base i've got my little setup everything's ticking over nicely i no longer have to worry about food like hydration and like i've got enough health that i'm not going to die randomly um and then it's like okay well my chat all the things that were my driving impetuses my primary gameplay loops are now no longer my gameplay loops and i have to come up with my own reason to play this game and like unless the game itself offers a bunch of things that you're like okay this is what we need to make or this is what we can do it's just like uh i feel like i've beaten this now and you sort of like i don't know like i feel like i might check in with that game when it comes when they do a big update but for the most part i don't know i feel like at least for me a lot of survival games have got maybe maybe like 30 hours in them you know i probably put more yeah. like way more than that into minecraft but minecraft is more of a social thing right it's got that sort of world of warcraft yeah. element where it's like does everyone want to jump in and play a game together i'm just uh very um i like skill skill based games mm-hmm. yeah me too which is why I'm, I'm enjoying doom so much right now because it's actually i actually feel challenged like my brain feels challenged whereas um you know minecraft sure but i have unlimited time so it's chill yeah uh, i don't feel like i have to learn anything mm-hmm. i just kind of go about and at one point the game just tells me how to do it right mm-hmm. so yeah that's the problem about like minecraft and i think i don't know what what's grab mechanic like because you have you have survival but what about everything else you know like so this is where I think Scrap Mechanic is keeping me engaged past the point that a survival game normally does. Um, because the basis of Scrap Mechanic is, yeah, you need to grow food when you when you put down... It's quite an interesting survival mechanic, actually, is you don't get attacked by mobs until you put down a farm to farm food. Um, okay. And it's based on the size of your crop is how big the wave of enemies are that come um so that's quite an interesting way of scaling the difficulty uh you have to farm to get enough resources to buy things like guns um and one of the coolest things they did which i thought was really really smart was like the first stuff you get um you can't upgrade it so like the first driver's seat you get you can't upgrade it 
Um, and like the first wheels you get aren't even round. So you're driving them around. It's really janky and bouncy and like shit, hard to control. Um, but I think the, the reason why scrap mechanics stayed so engaging is that that expo- exploration phase of the game um, feels a lot more personal. It feels a lot more personalized because you're driving mm. around in these little cars that you've made and the physics on them are yeah. your creation. And you've like, you know, so me and my friend were like, okay, we've got to do a big haul of this, this crop stuff. And because it's all physics based, like when you make these crates of food, they're fucking heavy and big. Like they're five by five blocks in the world or six by six blocks or something, which is, you know, fairly fairly big. So to put those on the back of your truck, and that was what we made. We made this big truck with a massive trailer bed. Um, And like, we like, then we had to like drive it to this dude and like deliver it to get the materials together to get our guns. And I'm, I'm concerned slightly that now that me and my friend have put nearly 30 hours into this world, I think it's like 26 last time we checked, we are now reaching the point where it's like, okay, you're going to have to come up with your own objectives. We sort of, although that being said, there are these like, these warehouses they're called. They're essentially like an instance. Um, and so you... But I mean, 26 hours is a lot of time already. Oh yeah, no, and it's 26 hours over the course of like, we bought it, I think my friend bought me a copy on Tuesday. So it's not like an insignificant... We literally were playing all of Tuesday, most of Wednesday, like Thursday night, Friday night. Um, so it's like, you know, it's a very engaging, fun game. And I think it's from that that compulsion to be like, okay, I want to make a cool car. Do you know what I mean? So there's like that element of it that's not just um, standard Minecraft, let's make a cool so house. What's, um, the, what's the combat like? Because you said guns, right? Yeah, the combat's uh, it's quite hard to be honest. It's um, it's a bit janky. It's a what bit, is it? Uh, what does it compare to? Um, so because hmm, I, I don't want to say Minecraft, even though it is kind of Minecrafty, just because Minecraft combat is dog shit in my personal opinion. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just it's got it suffers from the Skyrim problem where it's like I'm gonna waffle my sword around in the sky. Oh, okay. you. Um, but but the in scrap mechanic like the the guns feel satisfying and the hammer that you get to start also feels quite satisfying um, mm-hmm. and the enemies that come at you there's like really simple base ones and then there's these like pitchfork dudes who are absolute shitbirds and imp- like so annoying to deal with um and then when you get to these like instances they're like warehouses right um there are these guys who can shoot at you and they kill you in two hits uh which is like way more nerve inducing and i remember when i first i first went for like a decent explore and i came across this building with these dudes in it and i didn't realize but i made my way all the way inside and then got killed by them and it was only at that point that i real and like when you die you drop a backpack full of like all of the extra stuff you've gathered um and i was like oh shit my backpack's in there okay i have to go get that i kept trying to go get it and i just kept getting gibbed by these like guys with guns and it's like ah fuck now we need Clearly, we, that's what we need the potato guns for, is to... And then, yeah, and also you grow your ammo. They're potato guns, which I thought was fun. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so you get the guns, and the guns feel really fun. Um, and as far as I can tell, there's only four enemy types in the game right now. Um, but those are pretty entertaining to, to fight against. You've got the... There are these, like, little dudes who are, like, sort of janky slow, make a lot of noise, um, and have three hit points worth of health. Um... And they're pretty easy to kill. And also, when you kill them, you can get music blocks to, like... I'm trying to build a piano right now in the game. Um, huh. Yeah, yeah. So you get little music blocks that you can play with. Both me and me and Alex, the guy who I'm playing with, were both, like, uh, guitarists, avid guitarists. So it's, like, super fun to try and make some musical stuff happen. Um, I want to make, like, a doof wagon. But... Um, from, like, Mad Max. But, uh... So yeah, so there's those weird little dudes. There's the pitchfork dudes who have like five hit points and are damn near silent. Like you'll be just running along, stop to look at something and then they'll smack you in the back. You're like, Jesus Christ, came out of nowhere. Like Creeper-esque. Um, and then there are these blue dudes who shoot at you and they, if you don't have a gun, you just can't deal with them. They will just fucking ruin you. Um, and then there are these giant red dudes who have warehouse keys that let you get into the instances of these warehouses. And they're like, massive have tons of hp um and have like varied attacks but once you've got the potato guns if there's two of you it's it's pretty easy to deal with them however i uh i got ambushed by one uh, me and me and alex were driving through this forest and 
couldn't see where the fuck we were going it was just it was like really thick forest cover and like the the enemies can come up to you and attack you and if they attack you on your car they could destroy your car or bits of your car so you really don't want to get attacked while you're on your car um and i came out of the forest in my car and there was this giant red robot right next to me just like ruining my day and then i crashed and he came over and destroyed my car seat which meant that i couldn't control my car so i had to stitch my car onto the back of alex's car and then we like drove back to our base in like a, and like in a really janky format where I was just like crouched in the back, not sat on anything, so I kept falling out. It's um, I don't know. It's just got some really, it's got a lot of um, emergent gameplay with interactive features that lead to really cool uh, player stories. Um, I don't know. I think it would make a. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm gonna definitely check out the trailer. Yeah, give it a look, man. I think, uh, I think, I think it might, it might interest you. And uh, how much did you, how much did you get it for? Uh, I got it because my friend Alex is a sweet, sweet individual, and he was like, "I've got this sick game, but I really want someone to play with." And I'm like, "I am so broke." And he was like, "If I buy it, will you play it with me?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I think, I think it's fifteen pounds at the minute. He picked up on sale and then bought me a copy. So. He's paid twenty five pounds for it, but because um... I mean, for me, it might be I might be able to get it for uh, a decent price because I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm back on my home store in Malaysia. Oh, I see. Is it have they got cheaper games on the on the? Uh, uh, it Malaysia depends. Steam? It really does depend. Oh, okay. In this case, yeah, it's significantly cheaper. Oh wow, that's really cool. It's about, it's like it's like seven pounds, I think. Holy shit, man! Well, if you do pick it up, hit me up and uh, and I'll get you in. Uh, yeah, if in, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm not you know. sure if I'm interested, because just because of, you know, the whole thing I talked about, and also like time. I don't like the games like Minecraft and stuff. They take up a lot of time. Yeah, they're not right. Yeah, wish, wish is is all can can be a good thing, obviously. But in in my case, I I do have a portfolio to work on and stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. I uh I know exactly what you mean. It's funny. It's like uh, me and Alex ended up. It's stuff. Survival games tend because you're building your own objectives as you play. It's so easy to just end up being like, oh, just I'll just do that thing. Oh, and now I've done that. I just need to grab that thing, and I just need to grab that thing, and then it's like, oh fuck, it's one thirty in the morning. I need to go to bed. Like, it's uh, it's easily done. That's what me and Alex did on Tuesday. Um, yeah, that's funny. So what's um, what's what's the uh, the main thrust of your portfolio going to be? Do you reckon? Have you thought that far ahead on it, or you just going to? I are you making fresh effects for your portfolio, or are you just like? So I mean, a lot of a lot of nice stuff's going to go in there. Because, yeah, I mean that's currently my best work. But I, I am thinking of a little project that I want to do, uh, which will maybe help me with uh, Houdini a bit. So, oh yeah, because I, I still haven't looked had time to look into that. Mm -hmm. Um, now I do. Yeah, well, uh, if, so... you, if you ever have any questions on Houdini, I might not necessarily know, but uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've I've been playing around in that program for about a year now, so. Ooh. Yeah, we'll see. It's super I have some. Uh, I have some. I have some special ideas. Some some very big ideas on what I want to do. I oh yeah. Hope it's gonna like level everything up a little bit. Are these secret ideas that you um, want to share with the podcast? Yeah, it, it is. It is kind of yeah. It is kind of because it is out of the box. It's okay. not something that I've seen anywhere before. Oh, cool. So yeah, you don't want to let the steam out. No, no. But it is also like I don't know if I can achieve it. Usually, when I have that mindset, I achieve it. Um, but I'm not gonna get my hopes up. Yeah, yeah. It's and I'm just gonna try my best and see what happens. And then if it doesn't work out, I'll let you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast number three with Sean. Yeah. And then, and then, ironically, I bet if you if you do that, someone will uh, someone will come back. Make well, if I get any listeners by then, um, it's interesting, really. I found I I I think I told you that my intention I, on the first podcast even was to like release this podcast and talk about technical things, like I knew what I was talking about, 
and hopefully get corrected on things. Thus far, I haven't really received any comments on the podcast because it's uh, it's still growing. But um, I don't know. I'm just going to keep putting them out there, and then one day I'm going to look back and be like, Jesus, I've been doing this for years. Like, yeah, you just do it, whatever. And I love it, man. It's so much fun. So much fun. I uh, yeah, I can't remember how many episodes we've like. now. I think it's uh, this will be episode number ten. So we've been going for over two months. Nice. Yeah. So you do one every week. Yeah, I try to. I'm trying my best to get a couple in a week so that I can get ahead, and that way, if I end up having to miss one for some reason, I can still put an episode out. But um, but lately, it's literally been I record on the Saturday, I edit on the Sunday, and I release on the Sunday. Um, yeah. But I did some. I did, I've done some really, really, really cool ones. Um, I did a really fun one with. Um, do you know Jeff Howard, the the design lecturer from the new design lecturer at Falmouth? Mm, no he did he did a talk at gdc uh called um how to make your games more metal or like making your games metal or whatever okay uh, and yeah he's a he's one of the new design lecturers they picked up at christmas time um Ooh. and he's a super cool dude and super uh intelligent and interesting and he knows all this yeah. stuff about like black magics and dark magics and and like sadus and things like that um just the occult etc and uh, i had like a really excellent hour and a half long chat with him i need to get him back on to be honest it was super fun talking to him and i feel like we barely uh i feel like we could have talked for like 10 hours do you know what i mean like it was just yeah just yeah easy conversation um there's so much you want to just ask yeah 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 i've had some great great podcasts so far it's just really fun um i don't know it's uh it's something I've been meaning to do for a long time, though. I think I told you that, like, I've been recording them for three years before I even released my first one, so. Yeah, I mean. Damn. <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't believe Jeff Howard is one of the uh, lecturers. Yeah, I know. The school is really, um, they're hiring from all over the place, eh? Finding uh, some of the some, some top people. I mean, they've got like A.D. Smith on the team now who worked on fucking Donkey Kong Country. I also had him on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a cool guy. He's such a cool guy. He shares a lot of stuff around. It's really nice. He doesn't stop. It's ridiculous. The other day when the uh, when Unreal 5 um, dropped their thing, which we will talk about in a second. Um, huh. Yeah, he, I was like, I went to post on the uh, GA and, uh, and yeah, and, and A.D. had beat me to it. Of course you beat me to it, AD. I was going to post this, but there you are. An hour before me. Hmm. <laughs> did you see the uh, the Unreal 5 launch? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, who didn't? Fucking hell, it's man. Very, it's very cool stuff. I'm, I am, I, like, I don't know why I geeked out more about, like, all the other stuff. What other stuff? Uh, Just all the 4.25 changes that they showed off in the trailer why don't you why don't you go into those yeah okay so the the niagara system is really cool the chaos Mm -hmm. so um yeah and they also said they added some stuff with the ik system for animation you know where the hand goes in the door and stuff yeah automatic animation or whatever yeah yeah, exactly see that kind of stuff's really cool because that's that's coming to unreal 4.25 Oh really? I thought that was a later. Or thing. Unreal Four Point Whatever, some future updates. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah. But that's not that. Like we don't have to wait until Unreal Five for that. Oh right. Okay. That's, that's really already cool. like available to us. Shit, man, that's so cool. So yeah, I'm. I mean, in terms of crunching down, you know, six billion tries. Uh, it it was gonna happen eventually. So, yeah, I mean, it's happening a bit quicker than I thought, but a bit sooner than I thought, but yeah, yeah. I'm still not sure how they're doing it. Um, I saw some tweets about Sony's SSDs being incredible. Yeah, I and, believe they're like, like next gigabytes or something. Or they're, they're so big, Andy from the Games Academy was saying the other day, uh, that they're so big that they are currently blurring the lot, like the way that they're supposed to work will be blurring the lines between uh memory and ram uh because they're so huge and they're so exactly 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 yeah yeah 
Um, so with those SSDs, like that's how they're able to achieve it. It's not actually just technology. It's also the PlayStation SSDs. I used to think that running it on a PlayStation 5 was more impressive than running it on a PC. Mm-hmm. But, but it's actually now less impressive. Yeah, it looks well, look, because... like for the first time in over a decade the console will actually have an edge on your average pc user yeah exactly like the they said it, it's, it's not possible on a pc yet mm-hmm. they were only able to show that off on a playstation 5 on a dev kit yeah that's uh i think someone from epic came out and said that yeah it's uh it's kind of kind of crazy uh and also i don't i was uh, this is again this is all second hand i haven't looked any of this up but it's uh apparently intel like their latest set of graphics cards or whatever are, are, are just not going to be able to hack that kind of processing or some element of it is going to be impossible for Intel. So AMD might actually uh, edge out Intel on gaming consoles. I mean, like, no, they've been doing a great job with their graphics cards over the past five or six years at AMD. But like, it was always AMD is like the cheaper, less stable version, right? But it looks like it might be AMD is the only one that can run certain types of uh, game development uh, software like UE5 and stuff. It, it might be- I mean, seeing as I had AMD for the past eight years or seven years, AMD is pretty good. I, I did now switch to a, um, a very nice NVIDIA graphics card, but yeah, it's been AMD for a long, long time. And I got to say, their stuff's really cool. Their software is great Yeah. as well. Like their GPU software is is has so much more than what Nvidia offers. Mm, yeah, because all Nvidia really does is here's your drivers. Do you want to see your performance? There you go. Yeah, here overclock your stuff. Uh, yeah. Green is cool and <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> green is cool. fast. They should put that fast on. frames. <laughs> they should put that on their uh, documentation. Just green is cool. Check it out. It's green. green is cool, fast frames. Uh, not a bad price. What could you ask for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, AMD is killing it with prices. Mm-hmm. And like, I was fast. really considering going for uh, for their RX five five thousand seven hundred or fifty seven hundred or whatever. Um, yeah, I changed my mind in the last second, but yeah, it was it was really tempting. For the what? What was the price range? I think like four hundred pounds for two K gaming graphics card. That's really good. That is really good. That's really really good. Yeah, that's insane. Like, I'm gonna yeah. I don't know. I'm probably gonna have to look at getting a new rig when I finish. Just because it's funny. My computer hasn't struggled with anything uh, until I started doing certain things in Houdini, and now I'm like, "Mm, I could probably do with a little bit stronger processing. I I think just no look at look at what um what they use at Epic Games. It's it's more about the the SSD I think and oh, the RAM. Okay. Okay. I think every every computer or their regular computers they only have a nine seventy. Really. Or a nine eighty. Because I've got like a ten fifty. Yeah, yeah, but like their their computers over there don't, but. They do have two terabyte SSDs and I think either 32 or 64 gigs of RAM. Yeah, that's why. Like they have a lot of RAM, like ridiculous amounts of RAM. I need some more RAM. I Which makes sense because I run out of RAM sometimes and yeah. then my Unreal Engine crashes. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I've been all right so far with my Unreal Engine. I've only ever managed to crash it when I've had like too many things happening. Oh, my God. oh yeah, but I mean, for us, it's you know the whole project, the game. It's a lot of stuff in there. Sometimes it goes a bit haywire. Yeah, no, I ran into problems where I crashed my whole graphics driver um, because I had what did I have open? I had two versions of Unreal open, like fifteen tabs on Photoshop, Houdini, and on Houdini. Oh, I had two streaming softwares open. I had Houdini trying to run a simulation of lava from a human figure. Um, it was really stupid, and my computer went, Ooh, and I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, computer. I hope I haven't, like, melted my CPU. Fortunately, I got away with it, but um... <laughs> it was just not smart. Don't run 
like, I mean, just running two versions of Unreal at once is a lot on a computer. Depends on, depends on what it is, right? But yeah, usually, I sometimes accidentally do that. Because, you know, you double-click on Unreal, and the first time it opens, it takes, like, 10 years to open. Yeah. But then, at one point, you forget if you've already opened it or not. <laughs> so you double-click on your project again. And then it turns out that, well, you're opening two copies at the same time. It slows everything down. Yeah, I mean, I, I lost a lot of work once because of that. Oh, really? Well, it just corrupted it. I mean, the source 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 control kind of fucked up. It didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a tra uh, be a real challenge. Yeah, because one 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 cop like one project or one version of it was completely different to the other version of it. Mm -hmm. And then when you push, it's like what what one. Like at? when I closed it and saved it, like weird shit happened. I don't know what. Yeah. But we live Stuff. and we learn. You gotta do that to know not to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gain a lot of experience when you release a game. Oh I can't even imagine that. It's, it's so cool. It's man. not about like making it, it's about release the release. My god, is that stressful. Would you would what would be this this is probably a good way to, to, to come to a close on this one. Uh what's uh what would you say is like your key like Sean's top takes on, on, on what it what it's actually like to release a game and what what you would suggest for anyone who's planning on trying to do that um yeah you're never ready that's like that's always a thing mm -hmm. right so that's just the mindset you have to you have to get past that point somehow and especially when it's a passion project like this uh you do get very attached you're like ah oh, no we want to fix this before we push it out we want to fix this before we push it out uh, you just need to push it out. <laughs> you know, stop thinking about the details and like we we know a lot of stuff's wrong with the game, but we really haven't heard any of that. We've watched playthroughs; the game works perfectly fine, everything looks good, and yeah, it's just overthinking it a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't overthink it. Um, have fun with it. People will support you. Um. Also, one thing that's really important is, like, if it's a passion project like this, it's really hard not to think about your project 24-7, mm -hmm. which, you know, I've been doing for, like, a year and stuff. Find, like, a balance. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a damn break. Take time off. And, like, you're going to crunch no matter what, I feel like. You can't, like, you can't avoid it. You really can't avoid it. When it's like a week until release, you're crunching. Yeah. You're either crunching or you didn't care enough. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also that we're no longer, we weren't getting paid anymore. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, our funds only lasted until whatever. And then we had to delay it a little bit as well. So it's all just pure passion and pure. It's just what we wanted to do. We felt like we had to do. And you don't want two years to just go down the drain, right? Yeah. And I'm glad we didn't just drop it because a lot of times I was already thinking like there's, you know, we're not going to make any money with this. It doesn't really matter. I'm fine to just leave it in the state that it is and use it as a portfolio piece. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that human problem where we go well no one's gonna care about what i've done no one no one's yeah yeah gonna exactly pay attention to me or, or what we find important and then it must be so rewarding and beautiful to have so many amazing people look at your game and not just not just look at your game as a game but look at your game as a as an identity of a message of something that you're trying to put across and to say yes yes we respect and love this this is a great thing that you guys are doing that must be like infinitely rewarding right Hmm. Or no? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very, very rewarding. Like it's, it's very, just it's been incredibly rewarding. Uh, just I think mentally as well, it's great. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel a lot, 
better about the project than I, I used to. Because you compare it to all the other games out there, and obviously it's not quite that product. You know, it's just a, it's just a little project that we, we've, you know, produced. We've not really gone about marketing or gone about, uh, what do you call it? Not user interface, but user-friendliness uh, user and stuff like that and accessibility. So, yeah. Yeah. It's cool to see that response. Yeah, man. So, so Sean's top tips. Don't give up. Take a break if you need one. Yo, yeah. Give yourself a goddamn break. You deserve it. <laughs> it sounds like you're literally just talking to yourself right now. <laughs> Take some time off, man. Yeah, I've had a hard time taking time off. Like, my fiance would... So Tash would keep telling me to just take a break, not think about it. But it's, it's so hard. Yeah, man. Go, go, go! Smell the roses, Sean. Have, have a smell drink. Smell the roses. Yeah. Sit in the garden. You can't go see. I'll uh, <laughs> enjoy the sun during quarantine. Yeah, at least it's nice down here at the moment. Anyway, um, we've been going for over an hour now. So, is there any final words? Anything sh people should go check out your personal stuff or uh, or media pres presences? Nah, I I got nothing at the moment. My Twitter's uh, my Twitter's at Mutiny Sean. Follow me there for whatever I'm gonna post up soon. Um, but other than that, nah, check out the game Studio Mutiny forward slash Sai. Yeah, Go support check us. Help us raise help us raise more money. Yeah, let's get that money to charity. We're gonna plant some fucking trees, man. Yeah. All right, people. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for being on, Sean. It's been a pleasure as always, and we'll have to get you back on Thank again you. at some point. Good night. Yeah. Good night, man. <laughs>